Welcome to the Insurance Marketing Organization Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews IMO experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their IMOs, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by my friend, John Terry from Vision Advisors, Inc. John has spent multiple decades in the financial services industry. He's been a personal producer. He's built a broker dealer. He's built an RIA firm. Um, He's running an IMO. He's got all kinds of amazing things going on. John, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Seth. Thanks for the opportunity. Always good to see you, my friend. Likewise. Let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to get into the financial services industry in the first place? It had to be my uncle. My uncle was a CPA growing up, and from the time I was in my early teens, he started teaching me to do taxes. And this was back during when the Glass-Steagall Act was in place, and banks could only do their thing, broker dealers could only do theirs, and the insurance folks could only do theirs. He dreamed of the day that those walls of separation would be removed and that you could have an opportunity to be able to work in multiple channels. Well, that just inspired me to learn about the different channels to figure out where maybe I wanted to play in the future. And at some point, I've had an opportunity to play in almost every one of those. And so I attribute where I got started in this, and I blame it on my uncle, who's no longer here, but was an inspirational force in really trying to make a difference in my life. Absolutely. So let's talk about each one of those, and then we'll dive into the IMO specifically. Talk a little bit about what you liked best about being a personal producer. You know, what I enjoyed about being a personal producer, Seth, was learning to identify the needs of my customer, trying to find out specifically whatever it was, that pain point, that conversation in their head, whatever you want to call it, what was that money problem they wanted solved, and then coming up with an innovative solution that I could go back and show them, here's how we make that problem go away. Here's how we help make that dream that you think is unobtainable become a reality in your life. That's what I loved about personal production. How did uh, the broker-dealer come about? Yeah, the broker-dealer came about almost by accident. I I started with Prudential, as a lot of folks do in a career shop. So I'd gone and gotten all my requisite licenses and had gone on and got my seven, got my 24, got my 28. And then I had some friends that had two day trading companies, one in Chicago, one in California. They wanted to form a broker-dealer, but they had no experience in retail broker-dealer work. Well, I had worked as an OSJ for a couple of different OSJs, and I thought, well, it can't be that hard to build a broker-dealer from scratch. Well, little did I know, but uh, next thing I knew, uh, the two day trading companies had moved their operations to the little town of Russellville, Arkansas, where I lived at the time, and we created a retail broker-dealer. And and at its heyday, before we shut that down years later, we had close to 100 reps working with our firm. And then talk a little bit about the RIA journey. Yeah, that became just a natural offshoot of the broker-dealer. We had individuals that were involved in the transactional side of the BD space, but they had clients that didn't want to pay those ongoing transactional fees. So why not create an RIA more specifically for the insurance producer so that as the insurance producer is solving those safe money issues that they're working with their client, they still have an opportunity to need for some way to mitigate that inflation risk, but they didn't want to go into a more expensive BD transactional model that's where the RIA came into play. And then how did all that evolve to Vision Advisors? Yeah, I had a, a health insurance IMO for a number of years, and I owned a broker-dealer, a part of a broker-dealer. And Vision Advisors 
was looking for a broker dealer. And we had an opportunity to have a conversation. And I ended up relocating from Russellville, Arkansas to Hot Springs, Arkansas about 10 years ago, moved the broker dealer down with me. Vision bought into that broker dealer. And we ran that successfully for several years before we decided to move that model on to somebody else and focus really on the IMO space. And around that same point in time, we decided that we wanted to really be focused on the mature market, those 55 and older that are kind of transitioning into retirement. So we pushed out the health products and the other products we were doing and have strictly focused more on that mature market for the last eight years. And there are so many IMOs and FMOs now. What do you think it is about vision that differentiates you? I like to say we are a coaching and consulting company that is marketing focused and results oriented. Every broker dealer, every IMO, every bank, anybody out there that has access to insurance products, everybody's got great products. But what makes us unique and different is the fact that we can sit down with a personal producer, we can understand what they're passionate about, what their skill set is, and we can either plug them into a model that we built or we can uniquely build a model around them so that they can have an opportunity to see success. You and I said they're both mentors of Dan Kennedy, one of the greatest marketers that's ever existed. And one of the things I've learned from Dan over the years, as you have, is how do we help a producer stand out in the crowd? How do we help them become that authority figure and that expert that attracts customers to them rather than them having to be like everybody else and standing on a stage with a bullhorn in their hand saying, pick me, pick me. We help the producer create a unique model that lets them really stand out in the crowd. Running an IMO is not easy. Growing an IMO is even more challenging. What have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way? One of the biggest lessons that I have learned, and maybe it was a little naivety coming in, was I believed everybody had the same passion for serving their clients as I did, that wanted to be problem solvers like I did. I run into a number of guys that they're just all about the next transaction. And they see a client, they sell them a product, and they move on. They never build a relationship with that client. And the amount of money they leave on the table and the opportunity to build a, an incredible referral-based business is lost as a result of people being in this old-school transactional mindset. That really, for me, was kind of a, oh, my goodness. I had to stop and think about that. So we've really tried to focus on helping producers see that bias that they may have and, and see that for lack of a better word, blinder that's in front of them, that they think it's all about the next client and they forget the client they have and the opportunity to continue to work with that client. Because when you solve one money problem, they've still got another one and they've got another one after that. And they hang around with a group of people that have very similar money problems. So when you get in the honeypot, why not stay there instead of constantly trying to go find another honeypot and start over? That's something that I just don't get. And that's been the biggest challenge is changing the mindset of a producer to understand there's better opportunities than what they may be chasing now. That makes a ton of sense. Talk a little bit about how you're helping producers stand out from their competition. You know, we sit down with a producer when they come to us and we put them into a coaching program so that we understand their skill sets. We understand where their area of strength is. We understand what they're passionate about. We then dive into their list of clients to look at the type of clients that they're working with. And then we data mine into those clients to identify if you could only have one subset of that client group that you want to work on that you're the most passionate about, what are they? And from there, 
we begin to help them build out a very unique message so that we're putting the right message in front of the right person at the right time using the right marketing mediums where their customers are looking for information to give them an opportunity to grow and scale their business. Talk a little bit about the amazing team you've put together at Vision. You know, the team we have, I like to say that we are small enough to know you on a personal level, but we're big enough to serve you. And we have really put some incredible folks on our team. We've got a dedicated group of two ladies that know product inside out, upside down. They are walking encyclopedias when it comes to understanding everything that's out there. So when a producer comes to us and they bring us a fact finder or they say, here's the problem my client has, these girls go to work and they begin to research all the available solutions. I've got another two girls on the team that have the opportunity to come in. And once that new business is written, they're going to review it. They're going to scrub those applications if you want us to do that. Make sure when it gets to the carrier, it gets in that little, small, good order, ready to process stack. Then that big, giant stack of, yeah, I'll get to this when I get to it. And then we work to make sure if there's a pyramid needed, if there's medical records, whatever, we do the work on the back end so that the producers can spend their time being belly to belly with the consumer. And then I have a group of myself and I have two other individuals that are business coaches and consultants. And we sit down with those producers that are open to having that opportunity to be coached and trained on a regular basis so that they can continue to improve and grow themselves as a personal producer, as that authority figure, and as that expert so they can continue to be in that top 5% and have an opportunity to scale their business in a way they never scaled it before. How are you recruiting producers to the IMO? You know, we're using a variety of different channels right now. We're using email. We're using some direct mail. We are doing webinars. We're out there on social media having conversations. We're looking to see where is the producer looking for the next opportunity? Where's the producer showing up? And then we're saying, here's our message. Here's what we do. If you're interested, let's have a conversation. And we still smile and dial. Absolutely. What do you like best about what you're doing now? You know, it really goes back to that foundational start. I love solving problems, and I love helping people achieve their goals and dreams. Where I've kind of positioned myself now because of my experience, my expertise as a personal producer, and I still do some personal production, but having the opportunity to be a coach to these financial success coaches, as I like to call them, they are helping their clients achieve a level of financial success. So as they come to me and say, this is what my client wants to do, then my team and I can help them do that. So I'm still doing what I've always loved to do, but I've scaled it to a bigger level so that now I can take my expertise and the expertise of our team, and we can leverage that through a national network of independent financial professionals and help them allow their clients to achieve a level of success. Otherwise, they might have never dreamed was possible. You, on a separate note, have also contributed and written about your leadership and your leadership style. Talk a little bit about Black Belt Leadership. Seth, thank you for asking about that. That book in 2020, April 2020, in the middle of COVID, was a number one new release on Amazon. Stayed on the bestsellers list for over three months. I'm a two-time martial arts Hall of Fame inductee, so the joke around my house when my girls introduced me is, this is my dad that punch kicks and kill people. But I'm very passionate about leadership. I'm very close to John Maxwell and John Maxwell's organization. Currently have the privilege of serving on John's President Advisory Council. Leadership is a big part of my life. And in the martial arts, one of the things I learned over earning five black belts over the 
almost 50 years of my life I've been training in the martial arts, it's been amazing to realize the leadership principles that are there that can help you learn to lead yourself well, make good choices, and learn how to lead others effectively. This book is really teaching the 10 essential leadership qualities that any individual that wants to lead themselves well and have an opportunity to lead others successfully need to adapt in their lives. We teach those principles in our IMO. I teach those in a corporate setting, but it's just been an amazing read. And I find it interesting that a number of insurance professionals, a lot of CEOs and some of the insurance companies have gotten a hold of my book and they're like, where was this 20 years ago? And I'm like, well, it was in my head, but it hadn't gotten to paper yet. <laughs> we obviously want folks to go get the book, but if we could tease them just a little bit with one or two of those principles. Absolutely. One of the most important principles is really the foundational principle, Seth, and that's belief. You've got to believe in who you are. You've got to believe in your calling, and you've got to believe that you've been put on this earth to make a difference. And when you discover what your why is, to borrow a phrase from Simon Sinek, and you discover why you want to serve the customers that you're serving, and you get passionate about that, you can build a message around your belief in who you are, what you do, and how you uniquely do it, that all of a sudden people are saying, well, how do you do that? How can you make that happen in my life? And that passion and that belief in yourself becomes contagious, and it allows people to be attracted to you and want you and beg you to solve their problems. I think the second one, if I give you one more teaser, would be learning. One of the things I have discovered that is a significant flaw in the vast majority of people in the financial services community, they quit growing. They quit learning. They quit becoming a better version of themselves. They pass the test, they learn one or two products, and that's all they've ever wanted to learn. Well, our industry is constantly evolving. The challenges that we face in this world financially are constantly evolving. And if we are not learning, we're not studying, and we're not understanding how marketing has changed, how selling opportunities has changed, how COVID has changed the way consumers view buying opportunities, and we don't know that, we're bringing old school, stale opportunities to a new dynamic and a new paradigm that's really shifted in the way consumers are buying today. That makes a lot of sense. And obviously we're big fans of the book here. I know your faith has played a big part of both your business, your personal life and your career. Can you talk a little bit about how that applies to your IMO and everything else that you do? My faith is important to me. I am a person of faith and I believe strongly in that. And one of the core values of my faith is integrity and making sure that you're not just talking the talk, but that you're walking the walk. And one of the things that we've tried to make sure that we do here at Vision Advisors is we want to underpromise and we want to overdeliver. We don't want to make commitments we can't keep. And if we tell you we're going to do something, then 99.995% of the time we're going to deliver. Are we perfect? No. Do we make an occasional screw up? Yes. Do we admit it and fix it when we do? Yes. Do we try to improve on a continual and daily basis? Yes, we do. For our viewers and listeners that want to learn more about Vision Advisors and all things John Terry, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about Vision? And where is the best place for them to go to get the book? Absolutely. I'll give you two websites. First off, visionadvisorsinc.com. VisionAdvisorsInc.com. They can learn everything there is to know about Vision Advisors. One little caveat I'd give you there when you go to that page, Upper right-hand corner, you'll find our YouTube channel. Over 160 training videos that are available to financial advisors, whether you work with us or not, 
because we believe once you see what we bring to the table, you're going to want to do business with us. So that's a free resource we add to on a continual and regular basis. If you want to have an opportunity to learn more about leadership and how to get a copy of my book, go to BeAblackBeltLeader.com. All right. This has been Seth Green with John Terry from Vision Advisors and Be a Black Belt Leader. John, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time.